Welcome to the Matt Report, a podcast for building businesses with WordPress. Subscribe to the Matt Report at mattreport.com forward slash subscribe. And now your host, Matt. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Matt Report. This is season three. That's right. We're kicking off season three, finally. Um, Now, really getting back to the roots. If you heard the introduction, you might know that beat from the original Matt Report. Uh, So we're we're going back old school. We're really going to dive back into the WordPress entrepreneur's mind, having these discussions, these deep dive discussions on how they built their business, sort of the ups and downs uh, of all of that, and any, any lesson that we can sort of uh, garner from them during that conversation. That's what we're going to do on the Matt Report, and ex- super excited today to be joined by Mike McAllister of Array Themes. I've uh, been a huge fan of Mike for quite some time, watching uh, him build his theme shop and sort of just it, and his, of course, design capabilities first and foremost. So it's very uh, sort of uh, <laughs> it was a very enjoyable conversation for me to sit down and finally talk to Mike about uh, how he built his business. If you want to subscribe, it's mattreport.com slash subscribe. And if you haven't heard, I do have a new podcast coming out. It's called Plugged In Radio. You can sign up for that over at pluggedinradio.com. And I will be announcing or releasing that podcast very soon uh, along with a new website for that URL. So go ahead and sign up at pluggedinradio.com. Without further ado, let's uh, dive into really the show. I'm really excited to have that conversation uh, again uh, starting with this episode and Mike McAllister of Array Themes. Now, Mike operates this theme shop, which I dub a boutique theme shop. I don't know if Mike agrees with that, but we're, <laughs> we'll find out uh, if he does. Um, and, you know, that's, that's a label that I'm putting on it because I feel like a boutique anything, right? So I call my agency a boutique agency. I say this to clients. Uh, we are an agency under 12 people. Uh, it's a boutique agency. Uh, it's something that I feel has more craftsmanship built into it, a little bit of more thought put into product and service. And I feel like that's what Mike is doing uh, over at Array Themes. Uh, and we're going to dive into that business uh, today and talk about that. And listen, I've been envious of uh, Mike's products uh, and sort of methodology and approach to this space for quite some time, uh, ever since Array Themes was OK Themes. Uh, and I'm eager to talk about that sort of rebranding and how that sort of position is business and things like that. So let's dive right in. Uh, Mike, welcome to the program, sir. Hey, thank you so much. And congrats on season three, by the way. That's that's really awesome. I, you know, it's I, <laughs> I really wish, thank you, I really wish that I, I actually like lab, like every other podcaster in the world and, and actually numbered every episode. <laughs> but I, I, I'm somewhere in, I like I only show 100 episodes in iTunes. I'm probably up to 120, 130 something episodes yeah. of the Matt Report. And then like 200 other videos on a <laughs> YouTube channel. It's ridiculous, but thank you. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to have season three sort of get back to the roots of this business building. Stuff. Yeah, so, well, good time to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, folks who don't know who we are, who are you, and what do you do? Yeah, so uh, I am Mike McAllister. Um, as you mentioned, I do I do run a boutique uh, WordPress theme shop, and I would agree wholeheartedly with that with that term for that. Um, yeah, we're a pretty small theme shop. Uh, we focus on creating themes that are pretty, you know, uh, just kind of beautiful out of the box. By by ad- only adding your content to these products, do you build your site? You don't really have to fiddle around with settings, although we do have, 
you know, little helpful things here and there. Um, but we're, we're sort of the, the pushback to the theme bloat, the, you know, feature heavy, um, confusing, time wasting uh, solutions that are out there, which, you know, those have their place for some people. But we, we've decided to focus on just, uh, you know, honest design, uh, just really clean code and making products that are like extendable and easy to use. Um, so that's that's me. I, I work with uh, my coworker John Paris, and together we manage the theme collection. And uh, yeah, we we just we're just trying to get our, our themes out there into into the right hands. Nice. I I love that approach. It's um, somewhat similar to the approach that we take uh, at Slocum Themes, but we're not. Uh, you know, one of the things that we don't uh, pronounce or or really put out there is uh, sort of the the design element. You know, we uh, much like you were saying, good products, good support, uh, mm-hmm. good code, or I guess I could replace that with great. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, and, and sort of just sort of like you know this. We do good work. Um, one of the things I'm trying to find my phone here on my desk. I snapped a photo, uh, which is very fitting. Uh, for today's conversation, I snapped a photo at a breakfast joint. You know how uh, the breakfast you know places you go and there's the placemats that have the advertisements on oh, them. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> so there was this ad, and I, I I literally laughed out loud when I saw this. <laughs> there was an an ad on the on the placemat uh, for a a repair an auto repair shop, and the tagline was <laughs> the tagline was out to make a living, not a killing. Right? <laughs> and no, that's I, and honesty I, right there right and, and i said you know that's that's an honest that's an honest approach and, I, and coming from the car industry it's you know I, I can certainly attest to that uh i really feel and i had these these sort of thoughts swirling around my head and i'd love to get your take on it i really feel that web design you know web design web development even our digital products now like folks like you and i we're becoming uh this sort of tradesperson uh, kind of level, right? So sure. as, one, as one might hire, I hate to, to say this because I know a lot of people probably throw their iPods as they're working out at the gym right now, but as, lo- as a lot of plumbers, uh, you know, you have a leaky faucet and yeah. you don't want to pay a lot to get this leaky faucet. So you're not going to bring in like this 40-year plumber veteran uh, that's going to charge you $5,000 to show up. You just kind of want somebody who's going to be like a hundred bucks and come and fix my leaky yeah, faucet. Totally. <laughs> um, but there's some like honest, good work, uh, and value, uh, still in that I kind mm-hmm. of feel like we're going in that direction or there's like this sort of hint of it, uh, even in our digital product space. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts? Yeah, I could, I could agree with that. I mean, at the end of the day, you're looking for a tool or, um, a service that you, you can't do yourself. Um, and, you know, especially in the web world now, well, just kind of everywhere. Everyone's looking to save money. Um, no one no one's wants to spend the most money on, on everything. And um, so you, you kind of look for alternatives. And luckily, there, there are. There's a huge gamut of, of services and products um, that you can buy the most expensive one. You can buy the cheap one. Or you can go, like, right in the middle. You can call the $100 plumber. Um, and he's going to do a great job, probably, um, and get the job done. Your, your faucet's going to be clean. <laughs> and uh, you know you're gonna probably go that way going forward. You know you, you found something that works, and um, yeah, I think you, I think you are right. There is some sort of parallel to where we're going um, right now. Absolutely. Do you, do you think that's you know 
you know, in our world anyway, folks who are, who have been running digital businesses, and I guess even folks who are just kicking off and, and trying to make this uh, this journey a reality, uh, is there any kind of are you scared about that at all? Like we talk about value based pricing and getting mm -hmm. as most most as we can out of our out of out of our hourly wage, or don't charge hourly, only do it project based, like. Mm -hmm. What do you, do you feel like this might erode the overall value at all? Do you have any concerns of like that? Um, to some extent, I think, I mean, with the amount of tools that are out there um, for web, web development, uh, design and what have you, um, it, it is the barrier to entry is much lower and it particularly even in, in WordPress, um, yeah. you know, you can you have a content management system that's free um, at your fingertips. And you can get some clients going. You can start using WordPress. You can even use free themes to run their uh, websites. So, I mean, you 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 are at risk of being uh, in competition with a vast amount of people. Yeah. Um, and it does get tricky. I think I think that's where um, becoming uh, specialized or becoming more trustworthy or becoming the person with the better design um, or even the better support. Um, I think that's where you start to differentiate yourself. Yeah. 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 I, I, and I, I really feel like we're sort of teetering on the edge of, um, and this is kind of going a, a little off the, the core topic here, but I think that we, we're sort of on the edge of, look, people can go to a trade school and learn how to be better plumbers, right? So they're mm -hmm. not just mm -hmm. sort of, they're sort of not just hacks anymore with a, you know, with like a pipe wrench and some glue. Oh, running, absolutely. Right? Um, and I'm kind of feeling like shy of like, you know, higher education and sort of the typical university education. Uh, I'm really feeling like there there can be a trade school environment for web and technology and WordPress is a great, great tool oh, to, absolutely. Bu to build on that on that fundamental. So mm -hmm. um, it's sort of would... an interesting time because I see so and. And the biggest rant is I see so many like web design shops like in my area, and they mm -hmm. they unfortunately they are a bunch of hacks. Um, you know, I, I mean, I just, I just don't have a better way of putting it. I hear you. Uh, uh, you know, because look, we're we're in business too, and uh, you know, although our dollar value per project is a lot higher than it was five years ago. You know, some folks look at us and go, oh, my God, you know, $5,000, you know, Johnny down the street said it was only 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. And I really feel like some of those people should go to school to, <laughs> to learn uh, oh, no all of this stuff. But I don't know, any, anything else you want to riff on about that? I, I would say that if those people who who say, well, you know, this guy's going to do it for 500 bucks, they'll quickly learn um, what $500 will get them. Right. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, um, that is sort of a lesson <laughs> to be learned and, and something that they take forward with them. Um, but back to your point about the kind of trade school thing about uh, web and, and stuff, I would love to see something more dedicated to yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, I started to go to school for for what I thought was like design. But once you're in, in school, uh, you know, university, it becomes very clear that like the 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 lessons and everything are so they're light years behind. I was using, you know, apps that were like outdated by 10 years and they're like trying to convince you that you're going to get a web design job uh, after you graduate <laughs> with this kind of stuff. It's like, I don't know. And yeah. I I used WordPress and uh, tools like that to 
uh, sort of uh, overcome that and uh, sure. just left out on my own and sure. um, became a professional without getting a professional, you know, status or whatever. So sure, sure. Yeah. And, and and to kind of glue this thread of thought together is uh, my point about bringing up the the plumber and the five hundred dollar website is is I really think that and and I'll be honest we might do it from time to time where there's like a nonprofit organization that comes in and they were, and they tell us, you know, Hey, look, you know, we were, we were really friendly with them or we kind of know them or referral. And they're like, look, we only have 500 bucks. We will sit them down with one of our guys and one of our guys will build a site for them in an hour with all the right stuff. And I feel like properly trained 500 bucks can get you a good site. So long as the person putting it together for you knows what they're doing, they've totally. quickly trained you. And I mean, again, we're not talking, we're building Facebook for 500 bucks, <laughs> but, but like a typical five page marketing site, if it yeah. takes us an hour, an hour and a half and somebody just trusts us to do it and they're not mm-hmm. dragging us, you know, all over the place. Hey, look, somebody can get a great solution for that. And somebody oh, yeah. can provide them a great solution for that dollar value. But I just wish people, tr- you know, cared a little bit more about what it was that they were offering them. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so slight, slight uh, sidetrack there, but let's get back to the theme business here. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you do uh, with your themes, which I think which I think is so great because I'm using it on uh, my up and coming project for plugged in radio yes. uh, is, <laughs> is there, Hey Matt, you own a theme shop and you're using somebody else's theme. <laughs> That's blasphemy. Amen. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, well, let me tell you why, and we'll discuss that uh, in the, in this next piece here. So, um, when we sell our themes, we we take the sort of same stance: limited options um, to do, you know, how the, you know to, to basically build the site, like you, as you put it, by just adding content uh, and not modifying all these all these theme options, which I think is great. But customers who use it, you know, we we get the typical thing where somebody downloads one of our themes and they say. Oh, where, where's the option to, you know, change, change it to, you know, X, Y, Z font, or where's Mm -hmm. the option to change, you know, the footer gradient. (laughs) And and you're like, where, where did you see that option? There was no (laughs) gradient. (laughs) There was no gradient to begin with. Right. Um, Or how do you center absolutely everything in this theme? Uh, Where's the option to do that? How do you battle that? You know, how do you battle that sort of feature? Uh, gluttony that folks like uh, that a majority of folks like you know with your themes like how do you balance that mm-hmm. yeah it's it's taken a while definitely because uh, kind of uh, you know back in the heyday of WordPress themes kind of when it was not not just starting but after after the you know went over the edge and theme forest and just everyone was making WordPress themes and it became a race for features um, that mentality is, is obviously still very prevalent uh, today. I mean, everyone wants uh, a setting for everything, and particularly those customers who come from Theme Forest and those uh, marketplaces. They're they're used to those kinds of things, and they want to buy one theme that does everything. So um, that's okay for those people. Um, but for us, and I think it's only because of conditioning our customers, and because we've be, become known that. Um, we just do things that are different and they're, they're not packed with features. Um, they, they have become more acclimated to, okay, well, if I get an array theme, um, I'm going to be able to build a site pretty quickly. Um, I will be able to extend it how I want. I can change the stuff out. Um, so I, I guess it also it comes down to the kind of user we have. 
they're not necessarily beginners and not super advanced, but they, they can work with themes. And I think that also helps um, to sort of combat that uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, Would you say that it's an, it's sort of an advantage? Um, I mean, I don't know if you track any of the data or anything like that, but do you, do you find it a, a particular advantage to position yourself that way so that when folks mm -hmm. go for support, they're more conditioned to it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, you know, it also it also lends to um, us having less support because gotcha. you you know we we build these theme the themes to pretty strict standards you know we review them through WordPress and all that so um, there's less moving parts to break um, there's less um, you know there's just less 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 to go wrong sure. we put hooks hooks and filters in where necessary so. When that customer does come to us, and that's another thing I, th I think with certain features or certain parts of a theme is just anticipating what people are going to want to change. And that's something that we've gotten better at over the years. It's like, well, we know they're going to want to change uh, the, this part of the layout or this or that. So we'll put the little things in place ahead of time. So when they do come to us, it's like, okay, yeah, you can do that. Uh, here's how, you know, you know, hook it onto here um, and and off you go. So. We're also, yeah, we're not loading it with features, but we're making it just ready to be customized for the people who need to, you know? Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have feature envy? <laughs> when you look at other, <laughs> at other themes, do you ever say to yourself, man, you know, if, if we just did this, you know, maybe <laughs> we'd see an increase in sales. Like, do you ever have that? Yeah, to an extent. If you know, that's another thing. If if we get enough requests, um, and it doesn't even have to be a ton, but you know, if, if if five people write in and they're looking for the same thing, and it makes sense, we'll we'll absolutely just add it um, in there because it's not we're not out there to just take things away from people. Sure. We're we're building things in a way that we're saying, okay, this is what we think you'll probably need to do this, or like this is probably the tools you'll need. But yeah, people, you know, and people do, they come to us and they request certain things. We'll just, we'll just add it to the theme if it makes sense. And, uh, it's, it's better to just please them in that way right. uh, and just sort of see eye to eye with them on a right. human level and be like, yeah, that you're right. That would be cool to add. Um, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we, we took the same approach and sometimes I wonder if, you know, a lot of us in the WordPress space, building products in words in WordPress in the WordPress space um, get too hyper focused on you know I would never you know we would never add this many lines of code we would never add <laughs> right. this much bloat to our you know uh -huh. to our theme or plugin uh, and I say that because as a, a product designer for a quote unquote builder plugin right I mm -hmm. have conduct mm -hmm. conductor plugin right, right. and that was and that was a very very opinionated uh, or it is a very opinionated piece of software where we're saying like, look, we are not going to, we're not going to do this sort of drag and drop layer of extra mm -hmm. UI UX that all these other plugins do. Uh, we're taking this very opinionated stance. And yeah. what happens is folks <clears throat> sort of see a demo of our product and then they see a demo of visual composer and mm -hmm. then they, then they buy our product and then they say, where are all those features from Visual Composer? <laughs> right, right. And, and we're sort of stuck in this space where there's, we do get a lot of customers come in that say, we want all these features. Where are they? I don't see them in your product. Um, you know, to, to the point where I, f I feel like, man, if we just added, you know, 20% of those, we'd probably do really well. And it almost becomes yeah. like, well, why don't we? Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes we get stuck in this, like, we're oh, going to do it this way and that's it. I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. And it, yeah. it comes from my stubbornness to um, <laughs> just not have to compete in that way with people, right. with other with other people. But, I mean, have you found that you can iterate on some of these things and find a happy medium that's like, okay, we can add that, but not this other thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um... I mean, I, I, I could go on forever about, about that whole scenario, but, <laughs> but yes, I, I mean, I think I do. And, and I, and I really feel like, um, uh, you know, the detriment of, well, I don't want I don't want to word it that way, but I, I would say that we look at WordPress as our platform and we feel like, let me take another step back. Let me reset mm-hmm. this whole thought. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> we look at the WordPress customizer as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we say to ourselves, well, if the entirety of WordPress is going to move to the customizer to build a website, let's say, uh, then we should focus our efforts within the WordPress customizer and not build our an entire layer on top of mm-hmm. our plugin. Yeah. But the issue with that is WordPress users are not conditioned to use the customizer. Uh, not yet, anyway. Um, or not, not a majority of them are not. Uh, and... Uh, the customizer is still a piece of technology in play, right? It's still, yeah, in, it's, it's still in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, but our hard headedness <laughs> has uh, guided us to use the customizer only uh, for better or for worse. And that is a particular challenge, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Um, you know, but I'm sure you've seen the same thing because I mean, moving to the customizer is not only plugins, but obviously, no, theme, absolutely, theme, themes and- as well. The I think the past couple releases of WordPress and some of the uh, upcoming ones are definitely addressing some of the pain points yes. of, of working within the customizer. Um, so that helps. Um, and then one other thought about you know adding um, features in or you know iterating and stuff like that is I don't think customers really realize that you're you know with each little thing you're adding you are adding something that could go wrong and it just it does it can add up to a lot of. Uh, technical debt you know you you have these um code bases that just grow and grow and um with each release of wordpress it's something that has to be watched and maintained and made sure so that's another thing i i think i could probably do better with um explaining to people it's like well you might want that feature but um i don't want to have to manage that feature if if you know a hundred other people aren't going to use it um right so yeah it's tricky you know and did you know that the WordPress theme, WordPress.org theme uploader is now capping out at 25 megabytes. <laughs> I did, I so, did not. <laughs> so what theme, right? And I know this because we're going we're gonna to sort of segue into that <clears throat> in a moment, is what theme file is 25 megabytes? Why yeah, would it ever no need to be 25 megabytes? Right? I don't know. I mean, I guess if people are loading it with images or something, I, I, don't, I have no idea. Right. Um, so let's talk about that. Uh, where you place your themes? At one at one point you were mm-hmm. at Theme Forest and are yeah, you back at Theme Forest now. Yeah, we're jump. I'm jumping all over the place here. I'm all over okay. the map. Let's let's talk. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Why are you yeah. making, Why were you there? Why did you leave? Why did you come back? Yeah. So I uh, initially started on basically on Theme Forest. I I had a little. Um, first of all, the, the shop used to be called OK Themes. That was like when I 
first started this thing, I was like, I'm just going to call it OK Themes, um, sort of facetiously, uh, which that that is another area I think you touch on later. Uh, we're going to touch on later is kind of the naming. Um, sure. But um, so it was called OK Themes. It was on Theme Forest. Um, and it was uh, definitely uh, less popular in, in the sense that it didn't have thousands and thousands of theme developers on there. So it was um, it was definitely worth the effort. Um, the market was still pretty pretty ripe there, and so that was good. Um, and after you know uh, being there a few years, things kind of started to change in the way that um, I could see where expectations for customers were going with these themes that were just you know essentially mega themes or whatever people want to call them. Um, and uh, it just wasn't it didn't fit the ethos that I was trying to. Uh, build products with. And so at the same time, I was also kind of interested in, in jumping into WordPress.com because that was another interesting area that um, not a lot of theme developers were in and I had been invited. So I was like, well, that's that sounds cool. Um, so I decided to jump over there. And at that time I did leave Theme Forest. Um, I just, I kind of wanted to focus on building out what would become Array. Um, because another thing about selling in the marketplace is you you have to play by their rules, which they're not like terrible rules or anything per se, but it does limit what you can do with your business. For example, if you're going to be, you know, an exclusive author over there, um, you can't sell themes on your own website or anybody else's website. So you would be locked into just selling there. Well, if you want to go non-exclusive, you don't really get the amount of money that you should for you know selling a product like this but you can sell in other places so it's kind of a trade-off that i wasn't really uh interested in having at that point i would rather i wanted to like bundle my themes and be able to do creative things with marketing and things like that so i did leave theme forest and uh that's when i started i, I think i relaunched it at that point just i recalled uh, i called it array at that point array themes um and the idea there kind of, um, like I was saying, it was called OK Themes. And, you know, when you start these things, I was I was definitely younger, but you don't think ahead of like, well, what's this going to mean for people? What are they going to think about OK Themes? Well, here I am thinking it's like fun and silly and almost facetious, but people definitely didn't see it that way. They definitely thought it was just like, <laughs> OK <laughs> themes, literally OK, yeah. like <laughs> mediocre themes. Right. And the amount of comments I got over the year, out years, I was like, I just, I had no idea it was going to turn into this. So I definitely had to change it. Um, I honestly don't even remember how I came up with the Ray. It was just probably literally looking at thesaurus.com for hours and hours. Um, <laughs> And it was is sort of technical in the way that you know you deal with a lot of arrays in WordPress, and it array the word array means a collection, so themes, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so then I uh, at that point I was selling on WordPress.com, uh, array, uh, arraythemes.com I was selling on, and then after a year or two doing that, I did decide to go back to ThemeForest. Um, at that point, it wasn't as critical for me for uh, the business. Uh, it wasn't like a make or break theme so, or thing. So I figured I would dip my toe back in, um, see what the, the market was like at that point. And um, yeah, and now... It, and then it quickly got chopped off by a shark, right? Is that, is that what basically it, what happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so did, no. how, did that process like feel, did they 
do they make you uh, jump through any additional hoops or do they welcome um, you back with open arms? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was it was interesting. That's for sure. There was definitely a lot of people who read into it, I think, more than um, they should have. You know, a lot of people thought like, oh, like Array is not doing well. They have to go back to Theme Forest. Uh, but I'm over here like, you know, shaking my head because, you know, I know what my website's doing and I know like my own numbers. So right. I'm like, that's that's entirely inaccurate, but we'll just go with that. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was they they did welcome me back and um I had chatted with several people um, before I had actually went back to, to sort of see like, well, what's what's the lay of the land here? What do you what do you all think about this? And um, but yeah, yeah, it did it did go well, and I am still on there now. I have like a, a limited amount of uh, WordPress themes on there because I'm still just kind of testing the waters, um, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you're and you're also over at Creative Market as well, correct? Yeah, and that is uh, creative market is definitely um, slow going, and I just think it's it's just that the market for themes is it's just not vibrant there at all. So mm, I do have a few over there. I don't know honestly how long it will be. They will be there because, I mean, we're talking maybe maybe a few sales a month. Sure. Um, and maybe it's just that they aren't interested in in my products. That could be as well, but. It just doesn't. I think it's it's highly focused on graphics and and maybe stock photography. So, gotcha. Because um, I, yeah. I think I receive their. I don't know. I think I'm on their newsletter or whatever, and I get that Monday. Every Monday they send out like a six pack of free things, and I think oh, yeah. I think a couple weeks ago you might have been featured. Yeah, um, I had a submitted that. Um, like the middle of last year i had entirely forgotten that that i had even submitted that thing it was it was uh, my editor theme and wow, so uh, it took it took almost a half a year to get it that. took so long and then i got an email like you know a few weeks ago that said it's going to be featured next week and i was like okay you know nice. <laughs> i had forgotten but thank you um uh, yeah. So, and speaking of submitting things and taking forever, <laughs> let's talk about the WordPress.org uh, oh, theme, theme yeah. repo. We submitted our baton theme first week of December, mm-hmm. and yesterday it finally got pushed to an admin for approval. Wow. So that's about six months and change. That is um, crazy. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> speaking of trying to get everywhere, have you thought about going to the WordPress.org <laughs> repo? I think you already have. Yeah, we have our editor theme on there, and it, it did take a while. I don't think it took that long, but it definitely sure. was not overnight. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think I saw in the, in the theme review Slack channel today, somebody said that they just hit over 800 themes in the review queue. Um, I just, just uh, it's, that's it's just crazy. tremendous. Is it is it is it come down to um, just the team? They don't have a big team, or are they more technical and uh, well? You know, you know, again, this is another topic that I could rant on, and I am not educated enough to speak about it. Uh, <laughs> I am mm-hmm. just the business owner, but my lead developer is the one who actually sort of does all the all the work. I, I just look at it from you know the the, the standpoint of we already have nine themes in there. Our mm-hmm. code has our code has been reviewed in the past. Um, yeah. you know we are not a fly by night operation. Uh, you know, and mm-hmm. I really feel like there should be some kind of verified author kind of tag. I agree. 
uh, or or log in that sort of you know checks us past the security mark. Well, I shouldn't use the word security, but checks us past the first you know mm-hmm. the first review somehow. Um, I agree one hundred percent because we get wrapped up in reviews and. Here's what happened. So in this in, in this particular one, um, you know, it was <clears throat> uh, sort of our coding uh, methodology was put into question, uh, mm-hmm. like like pluggable functions versus you know filters mm-hmm. or, or right, something, right. something like that. And to me, it's like okay, like we're we're talking about like hey, which way do you bake a potato? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like are, are we really going? Are we really going to talk about that? Uh, or are we going to just, you know, it's still good code. There's nothing uh-huh. wrong with it, it, you know, and so on and so forth. So sort of these things happen where you either get, uh, number one, not enough reviewers, which is the mm-hmm. challenge. Number two, uh, new reviewers, which just, they just don't know how to, to manage a, a review. And then you get sort of these sort of veteran reviewers who are like, you know, I don't think your white spacing is efficient. Yeah, and yeah. and it's like, well, okay, six of one, half dozen of the other. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, each, each avenue for releasing uh, themes has, has these review times, some longer than others. For example, I just submitted a theme to Theme Forest um, last week. It's, it's literally been in there for seven days at this point. Um, WordPress.com. I had actually publicly expressed my uh, anger about their review times at one point because it was taking literally months for one theme. Um, and they have a team over there, so it's gotten quicker. But, um, you know, that's that WordPress.org as well. Creative Market, you can launch it immediately, but there's it's like crickets over there. So it doesn't really, doesn't <laughs> yeah. really matter. Yeah, that's why so there's you gotta, no line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you got to wait. No matter where you go, you got to wait. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um. So, you know, sort of this uh, spreading yourself around for uh, increased distribution, more eyeballs mm-hmm. on the site. Um, yeah. what, what other areas of the business have been good wins for you or great wins? Um, I'm assuming the rebrand, changing the name, mm-hmm. uh, anything specific within that uh, context or any other big wins for the business as of, as of recent? I think uh, just kind of like you said, the, the rebrand helped in that it sort of changed the um, the way people were perceiving the theme shop, and I think to to some degree more um, seriously. Um, and I also sort of changed the tone of how I spoke on the website, um, how I projected it, um, and things like that. That that's definitely helped. Um, you know, getting in the WordPress.org repo kind of gets you uh, exposed to some degree to to more people, although they are usually looking for free products, so they're not the best customer. But I think getting just you know putting putting your you know your image in front of people's eyes, putting your 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 name out there, they'll remember that, um, and they could get back to you one way or another. Um, let's see. Um, you know, coming the, on the. Go ahead. I was going to say, what about this recent redesign, which I think launched maybe last week at the time of this recording, maybe two weeks ago at most. Yeah, I think it was like two weeks ago, um, and that that also helped. Yeah, we did some pricing changes there. Um, I recently wrote a little blog post about a survey that we ran um, early in the year when I start, sort of started to work on the redesign, um, and that was it was very telling into what the customers were looking for um, in terms of pricing and what they were anticipating for. Um, things like that. So I kind of took that and ran with it and um, iterate, iterated on that, changed the pricing a bit, 
previously we had a uh, like a theme it's called a theme pass and it's essentially like a yearly um, like a yearly subscription to our theme club and uh, it costs $199 previously and while we did have the occasional purchase it just we just looking around it was just too high for what people were expecting especially compared to what other uh, theme subscriptions were doing so we brought that down to $89 we can tell right away that that's more accurately priced just based on the interest. Um, and uh, it also just helps uh, regulate our our uh, pricing across the board because we had themes at all different prices just based on what they were doing. So, um, yeah, the redesign recently I think is another – it's the start of another push of here's who we are, here's what we're doing. And, um, yeah, yeah. Do you have any, uh, data or customer feedback? We recently did the sort of, uh, what you dubbed the theme pass. We, you know, we did this mm -hmm. all inclusive pro pack is what we call it for the same, mm -hmm. <clears throat> roughly the same price point. We do 99 for the year. Sure. Um, do you have any data? Cause uh, it's hard for me to, it, unless I, um, sort of just measure the support requests on a given theme. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you have any data on, do people use all the themes or do you think that most people just look at it and go, you know what, I can buy this theme, I can buy this theme for just 50 bucks or for $40 more, I can just mm -hmm. get everything. This sounds like a better value and they nope. just opt to get the better value. Do you think that that's more yeah. or less the case? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's totally a value buy because, I mean, I don't even even customers that I've had around for years, which there are plenty of them who have been around since you know the beginning. I know that they're not using all the themes in their theme pass because they never mention it, and it never comes up in support. And in a lot of instances, we can see um, you know where their licenses are activated and things like that. So, and also that's you know part of the new pricing we we did all standard themes at forty nine dollars. Excuse me, and then the theme uh, club is at eighty nine dollars. So you're essentially creating a very easy um, upgrade in their head. It's like, well, forty nine dollars, or for the costs of another one, I can get all of them. Um, but I mean, it is it is an incredible value still, and um, I should hope that. I mean, I, I'm not even trying to like be shady and upsell people. It just is that good of a value. If you ever right. think you're going <laughs> to use more than one theme, right. which you are, right. because that's the that's inherent in WordPress. Um, just get the theme club, you know, just right. get, get them all or whatever. But right. it, it totally is definitely a, a, it's a value thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was thinking the other day, uh, and sort of, you know, we've been working on a redesign for conductor for quite some time and, um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, launching by the end of this month. I've been saying that for the last four months. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, one of the things I was thinking was, you know, in the traditional product space, let's take. Ferraris, for example, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, or, or Lamborghinis or, uh, you know, any kind of custom made, hand built, crafted car, automobile, sure. any kind of limited release, limited production, uh, hire to produce or hire to uh, manufacture a car is like, you know, four, five, six, ten times the retail price of, you know, a Chevy Cruze. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, uh, 
you know, and, and again, in that same light, those cars are being built by smaller teams, less engineers, there's less dealerships, mm -hmm. there's less people involved, but yet, the, and the prices are higher be, to reflect all of these specialized people and parts that go into it. Yet, folks like you and I, mm -hmm. we give away, you know, we give away the entire inventory for a hundred bucks. Oh, shouldn't yeah. it shouldn't it be the opposite? <laughs> oh yeah. Like, shouldn't we charge more money? Like is, yeah. Do, do you do how, how do you maybe you haven't forecasted that uh far yet um but how do you envision yourself sort of increasing uh you know volume or or price per customer or just dollars mm -hmm. per customer? Um yeah. any magic tricks or are you just, you know, going and and seeing where the market takes you? Yeah, to some degree that. Um, I think it, it is tricky with WordPress because um, of the expectations that people already have. Sure. Um, there is less money for people to spend because they're using WordPress and it inherently is, you know, people are just spending less doing it. But um, yeah, you could, um, there's a lot of people doing things like upsells, uh, mm -hmm. more, more so on the plugin side, which makes sense. Um, the theme side is kind of the same way you, you could do, uh, you know, like release a freemium kind of theme and then um, uh, sell some upgrades. But it, it really is tough. You're, you're essentially playing a, a volume game. Um, and when you're in something like WordPress, uh, you're just a drop in the bucket with, I mean, there are theme shops that are doing light years better than I am and I've never even heard of these things you know right <laughs> just because they're they do they they're able to game the you know the AdWords game and um, things like that they they operate by much more nefarious methods than I would mm. um, and, and naturally they do better so that's sure that's it is but um no I think we're I'm gonna stay focused on building quality products I don't, you know, to be perfectly honest, I don't think I'll make themes for, you know, the next uh, five or ten years. It's just, right. it's not feasible unless something changes um, that does become more of a, um, a viable option. But I kind of look at it like I'm, I'm spending this time crafting products for, for a mass market and I'm learning sort of the ins and outs of what to do, what not to do learning about what uh, users are expecting, um, what they want, so that when the time comes and I feel like I do want to do something else, I'll have a good head start on, okay, well, I can design things, I can code things, and I kind of know what people want. Um, sure. But that still, you know, having said that, there is still tons of opportunity left in WordPress and themes. People keep trying to say, oh, themes are dead or whatever. It's like, well, I have a, a vibrant business, so I disagree wholeheartedly. Right, right. People are always right. going to be looking for websites. If you look at it that way and you're solving the problem of still creating websites, there's plenty of opportunity. Now, how you do that and how creative you are in solving that problem is another thing, you know? Right. Right. Do you see any opportunity in where, you know, hopefully the WordPress or excuse me, the REST API being built into WordPress core? Do you see any kind of sort of app-like theming marketplace mm -hmm. or opportunity uh, coming about in the near future? Yeah, I could see that. I, I think some people, they keep saying that like, oh, the REST API is coming and it's you know going to boom for uh, business. But like, that's <laughs> right. only uh, assuming that uh, the people who know how to use it are actually going to wield it in the right way and, and exactly. make something worthwhile with it. It's not inherently more valuable just because it's included. I mean, you could technically build uh, the same kind of stuff now with it, but nobody really is. But Nobody is, right. 
you know, and, so. And, and I think that the, uh, you know, well, hey, you know, you could make a, you know, way better looking admin interface that just sort of <laughs> yeah. has like this seamless integration with your front end content. And it's just elegant to manage content and build a website. Yeah, but guess what? Like mm-hmm. now you're talking about not only do you ship uh, uh, HTML and CSS and JS that styles this, but you actually need the core code, right? So now you're shipping totally. a whole like sort of software piece, right? So who's really ready to take on, uh, you know, that, 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 uh, that mm-hmm. boat exactly uh, um let's take this concept of launching a theme company if we can and sort of bring it down to what i've dubbed the name of the podcast of this today's episode which i forgot to even say at the top of the show it's been that's that's how professional we are around <laughs> season three I, I hear right? huh? uh <laughs> Uh, it's it's called How to Start a WordPress Theme Business, and we've been talking with Mike about that uh, for the last uh, half hour or so here, um, sort of learning where he's at with Array and sort of the ups and downs and challenges of that. But if somebody's listening to this right now and they're saying, hey, look, I've got the design chops or I've got the development chops to start a business, uh, and if you're crazy enough, you're somebody like me who has neither. <laughs> you, just ha- you just decide you want to have a product shop within a services agency. Um you know, where would we start? Uh, you know, what would, you know, if you were to say, you know what, my realistic goal is X, what would that be just to launch the company? It could be a free, get a, get a free theme out there, get a collection mm-hmm. of themes built. What do you think your realistic goal would be uh, with launching a, a theme company if you could do it all over again? Mm, that's a great question. Great question. Um, let's see. Um well, the the obvious place to start would probably be um, a marketplace. Just because if you're trying to uh, get something off the ground, even if you had a really sweet theme or plugin or what have you um, to start with, and you tried to sell it on your own site, the amount of work that you would have to do to market and get traffic there. Like I said earlier, I mean, go ahead and search WordPress themes in Google and see, see look at your competition. You're, you're looking at just thousands and thousands and thousands of websites that are selling or giving away themes. So you don't want to compete with that right away. Make, make a name for yourself first um, and then maybe start to do that. But, you know, marketplaces, that's the thing is as much as I kind of have grown uh, adverse to these kinds of things, they handle the marketing for you and that you know, things like sites like ThemeForest have a massive amount of traffic, like unfathomable amount of traffic. Um, they'll feature you on the homepage when you submit a, a theme. They'll handle the uh, payments for you. They'll even just send you an automated payment when it's all said and done. I mean, they really do take care of um, all the heavy lifting up front. Now, you're also going to have to compete with all the people on there and play by their rules, but... I mean, if you're just kind of dipping your toe in, you don't you don't have too much to lose um, anyway. Sure. Um, so that would be one way. And the other thing I could think of is that, yeah, maybe try to submit something to the WordPress.org repo if you are um, uh, that daring. Because <laughs> you can see some great success there and you yes. get a lot of downloads, but you, you're going to have to su- provide support for it. Um, and uh, but that also could be another great way to learn about how to actually make a theme and what not to do and what what maybe to do in your next one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I can definitely attest to that it's just the it's just the time uh, mm-hmm. for getting getting approved over there. Yeah. Uh, 
if you could maybe scrap it and start over, would you focus on a particular type of, of theme or different, a particular category of themes? Uh, hmm. Or would you go about it sort of maybe scratch your own itch kind of thing? What, what's your take on what kind of theme you would launch? Well, that's another great question. I, I probably, hmm, I might actually do some niche kind of uh, uh, take on it, I think, because... While there still is, I mean, you, there's plenty of opportunity to, to dig into different things. I think um, maybe starting with that mentality um, and becoming the go-to for that whatever that uh, niche or niche uh, would be, um, I think you sort of give yourself more of an advantage um, mm -hmm. right off the bat of saying like, oh, well, I, I wanted like a law firm website. Well, go to the place that makes all the law firm uh, themes or, or what have you. Sure. Uh, so yeah, that, I think I might try to do uh, something more niche if, if I had to start over tomorrow, definitely. Yeah, versus going up a, against sort of the, the Goliaths of oh, uh, yeah. the all-purpose, multi-purpose theme. Definitely, uh, definitely. And competing against that space. There is one thing which I think is very, you know, I I tell people I, I have a podcast about WordPress businesses and they're like, and they're like, oh, it's just like any other business. And there is to some degree, but... I feel like I feel like in the WordPress space, there's this ambiguity for products, right? Like mm -hmm. it's a law theme, but it's also a great food truck theme. But it's, <laughs> but, but it's also, you know, a great gym theme, right? Yeah, so absolutely. At what, at, at what point, um, you know, is there a healthy balance of uh, niching down on a theme, but also having to provide some kind of sort of technical function that really mm -hmm. makes it specific? Or do you think that, hey, look, it's it's really about the design and presentation? Yeah, I think it, it very much is about presentation because okay. if you were to look through a lot of these, uh, let's just go with the law firm thing, for example, if you were to go uh, searching for law firm WordPress themes, now you're going to find them, but the only thing that's going to make it a law firm theme is them saying it is and that there's going to be lawyers in the header image. <laughs> scales um, of justice. <laughs> yes, exactly. The little scales. And that is basically about it. Maybe some like really boring colors because that seems to also be prevalent in the lawyer theme world. Um, now, some, like, yeah, some people might add like more uh, like one little very specific feature to that to that thing. But it's it's mostly about presentation. Um, sure. I would think, yeah. Sure. Uh, you, wrote, you recently wrote a post uh, and published some data about how long it took you to create a theme. Mm, yeah. uh, for, for folks who are out there just up, just diving into this, what's the rough amount of time that they should expect to be uh, you know, pouring into a, a new theme? Now, not taking into account that you're already sort of familiar with this stuff and you may actually sure. have an internal framework uh, for your themes. Uh, but just a, a basic rough amount of time. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I think the uh, the post that I just published was for um, a sort of a simpler magazine style theme. And that took me um, by the numbers, I think 32 hours, 27 minutes. Um, and in that post, I sort of go um, into a few things that um, that doesn't take into, that's like actual coding time. Sure. Um, that doesn't take into account the fact that I started with another theme previously developed. So I sort of have like an archetype theme that we, we start with. Um, so it doesn't take into account that. It doesn't take into account the amount of time it takes to do a demo, um, which I take a lot of time with just to make it really nice. Um, marketing, images that have to be generated for it, um, and uploading it to these different places. But, you know, there are also tools out there that you can use to start with that 
will cut down the time. I think there's, uh, you know, underscores is one that is, is, uh, goes around a lot. Um, that is a very base theme though. There's like no styles really to it at all. So you're, you're essentially starting with, with code bits and that's about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it depends. Now that one took 32 hours baseline, but I have another theme called checkout, um, or yeah, checkout. Uh, it was called something else initially, but um, that took significantly more time because then we're dealing with easy digital downloads and all of the intricacies there and, and right. fine-tuning that. And um, so, yeah, it really depends on what kind of what kind of theme you're looking to make. Yeah, I, I agree. Some of the numbers that we see internally is probably you know much like you. Again, depends on the on the style of theme, but anywhere mm-hmm. between you know twenty-five to hell, 75 hours, uh, you know, on a theme, uh, being a little bit generous. And the biggest surprise, which I think a lot of folks are not ready for is the amount of time it takes to create a demo. Oh yeah. Um, I remember listening to your podcast with Brian Krogsgaard and I remember you talking about sort of some of this very same stuff. And I remember just sitting there listening, going, talk about the demo, talk about the demo. <laughs> and, and you, and you brought it up and you're like, and demos could take like 40 hours. Cause you're literally building a site oh, man, right? you absolutely and, and are. shaping it. And, and you just forget how long it takes. Oh yeah. Uh, especially when you need to present it to any, people looking at all the multiple templates and, and, and content oh, yeah. pieces. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It would be crazy uh, to build, spend so much time building a theme and then not present it properly, how, you know, right. people are going to actually see it. You know, somebody had actually written a comment on, I don't know if it was that that baseline post or what, but they were kind of asking about the demo. And I said, well, th- think about it like Apple does. Do you think that they whip together those uh, screenshots and oh, uh, right. product images like yeah, overnight? Right. Hell right. no, they don't. It takes <laughs> so much time because to them, they might, ha- the feature might be lackluster, but they're going to present it in a way that you think it's the best feature in the world, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so demo's got to be the same way. Um, how would you handle support? Is there anything different that you would do? Would you go straight to email, straight to Help Scout, something else? Yeah, straight to straight to Help Scout. I was actually just um, chatting with my coworker, John, recently um, because we, we've used different things. At, at the very beginning, I used a forum. Um, then I went to something called Tender Support, which is kind of like help scout is now but it was not nearly as good then i went back to a forum um (laughs) and then we killed that and went to help scout and there's just no possible way you could go back there is no better solution in my opinion than something like help scout or or one of the the help desks like it not to say that help scout's the best one but that that method of handling support um, yeah that's just the best yeah i i totally agree we went from uh and I think actually no, we've we've all, all we always I I maybe dabbled with a with a forum in the beginning, but I was like I I just don't even want to update the plugin. Like oh, I don't even want to have to be responsible for maintaining <laughs> spam comments and, yeah. and updating the plugin. Never mind like you know using this as a support tool. Yeah. Um, coming from the telecom world, I went with a traditional help desk. We use Freshdesk. Oh, uh, that's I, the one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I love it. I love their mobile app even more. That's uh, really cool. But. Uh, I mean, was that your biggest concern with BB Press? Because I hear a lot of people sort of balancing BB Press or Help Scout. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it just maintaining all of that content you didn't want to be responsible for? Absolutely. It was that. Yeah. And like you said, it was almost we were afraid to update it because yeah. <laughs> there's just too many working parts. And if you start to modify it even just a little bit, you or not, even if you don't modify it, you can update it and it still breaks things. Um, yeah. 
So we just couldn't keep doing that. And like you said, just the, the man, it's you're, you're essentially managing it at that point. You're, that takes away from the time that you could actually be supporting people. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, yeah. Uh, the last million dollar question in launching a theme business is now remember a rate doesn't exist. You mm-hmm. changed your name to, you know, Bill Themer, <laughs> yeah. uh, and nobody knows who you are. You've got a fresh start. How would you handle marketing and promoting and growing the business right out of the gate? Would you do something different than what you, what you do now, knowing you have no ties to Array? Mm-hmm. How would you sort of relaunch this business or launch this new theme business? That's a very good question. That's tricky, man. There are... Um, I tend to try to find more organic ways of doing that and that's maybe reaching out and um, having conversations with people to sort of um, you know maybe promote with them and their company um, so another thing is just getting to know the people in the community because if you're if, if you are making honest products um, which I would advise you to, to do from the very beginning um, people are going to be more willing to promote those for you. you you won't even have to ask them in some cases because you're making the better product um, people feel comfortable uh, promoting products that like that, you know. Um, so if I had nothing to um, start with, I would start aligning myself with people who I thought could could help in that sense. Um, and uh, don't ever buy click ads anymore. Obviously, <laughs> well, not <laughs> not click ads. Or I mean, Google ads. I'm sure people still get a lot of use out of, but you know. Yeah. The 125 by 125 is getting blocked by adblock, so don't don't waste your money there. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a tough one, and that you know I think another thing would be hope relying on um, the marketplace or or potentially well, sure. WordPress repo to to guide those customers to you without having to do too much. Yeah, you know I think that there's sort of this. Um, it's not even modesty. It's uh, yeah, it's something else. I, we kind of touched upon it before. I can't think of a real good word for it. But a lot of us in the WordPress space were sort of afraid to say, not everybody, um, and to, to some level of degree, but I think we're some of us are afraid to really sell our product. Oh, maybe sure. It's, maybe it's not because we're we're so literal as I think anyway, as develop, as people in this space, like, you know, very binary ones or zeros. Oh, yeah. But, but, I, but I'm looking at the product page for the iPad Pro right now. Mm-hmm. And this is just a, a blip about the, the screen. And it reads, an epic screen that turns advanced tasks into brilliant immersive experiences. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> it's a screen, people. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like every other screen that you're looking at, at, at in the year 2016. Uh, you know, sure, it's, it's retina. You'd really have to pull out a magnifying glass to see the differences. And mm-hmm. it's bright and it's clear. Mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, but it's not a it's not something that takes my tasks and makes them brilliant and immersive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think we a lot of, of us in the WordPress space miss upon those sort of marketing cues. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and and I think there's a lot of customers. You know, when you when you go and buy, like I was at Home Depot and I was looking at hoses, right, garden mm-hmm. hoses. Yeah. 
and, and you're looking at the garden hoses and each one has about 20 bullet points on the front of features. And you're like, come on, <laughs> this is a hose, right? And it's like, you know, made from, you know, poly rubber that, you know, uh, works uh, to, you know, 300 degrees of the Mars surface. And you're like, come on, yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's never going to get that hot, right? Oh, that's um, great. You know, so I think that we sort of miss <sighs> that opportunity to sort of you know, make it more wow for the customer. Oh yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's two part. It's, it's that where you're, I think a lot of people are, you don't want to sound too like heavy on the like adjectives and like sure. make it seem, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, this is the greatest thing ever. You want to have some sort of modesty, like you were saying. Um, and I think just as well, like you said, there's none of us are great marketers because right. we're most of the time focused on creating products. Um, and, Good marketing is done by marketers. I mean, it is a skill and it is a trade. And uh, people who have studied marketing are good at marketing. You know, that's yeah. that's just the the trade off. And that's something. You know, I'm not great at marketing uh, my products. I've definitely tried to get better and um, started to look into ways that that we can do that. But I'm not great at it. And sometimes I'll find myself like not promoting enough. I'm like, what am I doing? I have to like sure. start like you know shoving this down people's throats like right. everyone else is um but yes yeah it, it's tough it's a tough balance Th yes there is no there is no one else out there who's going to promote your product for you absolutely <laughs> right uh absolutely. you know it's it's uh you are if you are somebody that has and and i would say i would argue that you do have uh, a passionate following now do you have a passionate following that's promoting you at as much as uh, say studio press no but i mean studio oh, press yeah. has been doing this for many many years totally. uh, if not the first um you know there's a lot of uh you know lag time um mm -hmm. either ahead of you or behind you however you want to look at it but there's you know there's all of that um yeah, totally. and uh you, you have to get out there and promote your product that would probably be number one is just getting out there and promoting your product yeah. especially if you're just just launching mm -hmm. absolutely um Okay, to, to wrap up this this episode, is is there any other business advice, be it within the WordPress space or otherwise, that you'd probably want to leave our listeners with? Hmm. I would say, um, no matter what you're doing, just be honest with your products and services. Um, it will go a long way. And what I mean by that is just like, when you're making it, keep these people in mind that are going to be using it. Don't take shortcuts um, because they're going to, they're going to come up eventually. If, if not with a customer, you're going to have to deal with your own shortcuts later. Um, I would say also study design a little bit. I mean, that, that survey that I released, um, the stats said that that's the number one thing people are looking for with, with WordPress themes in particular is design. So even if you're not a designer, you don't have to be. Um, you need to know what is kind of objectively good and what isn't so that you can at least get the right people to make those products. If that's the number one thing people are looking for, that is what I would um, at least spend some time just learning basic principles on. And um, I think two, two of those things, those two things go, go a long way, you know. Or as I read on a diner placemat today, in it to make <laughs> a living, 
not a killing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That is like so poignant, uh, and uh, I might have to start. I might have to take that over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, this is an amazing episode. Uh, probably roughly almost an hour. If uh, folks, I hope you're still listening to it. It's 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 great. It's great stuff. You better still be listening to it. This is yeah. season three, people. Yeah. Um, it's all about engagement. <laughs> so right. make sure you're listening all the way to the end. Uh, Mike, where can folks find you to say thanks? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm uh, our website is arraythemes.com. Um, I'm on Twitter personally uh, at Mike McAllister, and uh, yeah, you can just find just find us, man. Just Google us. You'll you'll find the way. You're in every marketplace ever created for WordPress. Yeah, we're around. You'll see us somewhere. <laughs> Send us a message. Uh, so I saw you on the back of a bus. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I might get on that placemat at that restaurant. Yeah, yeah you probably should. Uh, folks, uh, thanks for listening. You can subscribe at matreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list. Uh, as always, we'd love a five-star review. If you loved season three, episode one, how to start a theme business, go on over there, leave a five-star review. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'd love to stay uh, one of the number one ranking WordPress podcasts on iTunes. Uh, and if you want to hear something slightly different, a different uh, speed or different pace, tune in to PluggedInRadio.com. Go over there, PluggedInRadio.com, and check out the new podcast. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next time.